Okay. So I'm going to read a post from Omar who sent us a message via Patreon because it was a follow-up to our last one. So on our last one, we read an email by Omar and then he just sent us a Patreon message to follow. And this is what he said. Mm, I wanted to mention in the email, but forgot that Danny DeVito, who was a... Uh, Sanders surrogate in 2015 and 2019 is an executive producer on Reno 911. The politics of the show is, I would argue, intentionally abolitionist. There is no attempt to argue that the police's violence and failure were personal. It was clear instead that it's the point of their job. As for The Good Place, I also thought the first season was good. It's when it turns into weekly lessons on ethics with virtually no jokes at all that it gets obnoxious. So two good things to talk about there. Good place, which I think is less important, but his analysis of Reno 911. I think, How do you feel about that? Well, I think that he's making some assumptions about like the the creative input of the various people involved in it because it runs a gamut or runs a spectrum rather, whatever the fuck the term is. Um, Danny DeVito is fucking awesome and he's clearly like a big leftist cool guy, right? Um, Actually tangential here just i have a quick funny story about fucking oh does he love you too jake no he doesn't know who i am but i wish he did (laughs) uh so he's he honestly honestly danny devito seems like a max collins type like a person who understands the absurdity of their situation um and I say that because so this thing happened years ago, like in the fucking aughts or whatever, where uh, I think the story I uh, I pieced together is that so him and Charlie, Sheen, not Charlie Sheen, George Clooney, him and George Clooney were hanging out and they were just getting fucking wasted the night before he had to go on The View. And so they stayed up all night drinking and then they were drinking in the green room. Uh, and he was drinking some lemon chillo, which is like a like a dessert <laughs> liqueur, and he got fucking drunk on it. And then there's this awesome clip. I found it. It's like I'll, I tweeted it out. You can you can Google it and you'll find it or whatever. This fucking awesome clip of him on the View, shit faced. It's a morning show. Uh, he's just fucking like, you know, just just let it all hang out, like um, disrupting the entire fucking process. But they they just sort of laugh it about it or whatever. But he's like fucking. You know, he's calling George W. Bush an asshole and shit. It's, like, awesome. It's during the fucking odds, right? Um, so that happened, right? And then I guess, like, someone, like a TMZ type, tried to make, like, a Danny DeVito at his worst sort of moment out of it. And they tried to get, <laughs> like, I think they tried to get the fucking Limoncello company to, like... I don't know, like drop him or I don't know. It was like he was a fucking sponsor or some shit. Anyway, I did this part of the story. I'm a little fuzzy on, but the thing that happened next basically is that next thing you know, Danny DeVito owns this limoncello company. He just decided like, <laughs> I'm just going to fucking buy it. And, uh, you want to make fun of me for drinking lim- lemon yeah. liqueur? Well, guess what? Now I am lemon liqueur. Yeah, I own it. Yeah. So <laughs> he then is like in all these ads and magazines wearing a little bowler hat and like, you know, with a stiff, like a little flute of it. limoncello. And he's like, have a limoncello or whatever. And he goes on this fucking tour of where does talk tastings. about tripling down, dude? It's so funny. <laughs> he rules. He's a fucking heretic, yeah. dude. He's like us. So yeah. he uh, he fucking goes on this tour of like doing tastings in liquor stores, which is a thing that happens, but it's usually just I don't know, yeah. fucking whatever. 
And, uh, you know, he's pushing his product as you do in that industry and doing a little meet and greet and signing. So me and my friend Annie, when I was like 22, we're reading about this or we go on the <laughs> line or something. And we go, holy shit, he's at the liquor store right now. I had to go to work. But she didn't. And so she was like, oh, my God. We were drunk, too. We she just followed him? <laughs> she was like, fuck, we got to go. to the, Like, we got to go. So she grabbed just this random thing on the way out the door. Like I got to get him to sign something. And the fastest yeah. thing she could think of was, uh, Oh, and she had this like playboy that she bought in France. So it's like a cool artifact. It was like a prized possession of hers. Why is she carrying it around with her? No, we were in her house or in oh, her, okay. we were in her apartment and she okay. was like on her way out the door and she was like, I gotta grab something. Like I gotta get him to sign yeah. something cool. So she takes this French playboy and I go to work, but then later I fucking saw this on like, you know, probably MySpace or something back then or whatever. But she's yeah. like, the way she told me the story was she's like, waited in line for like two hours. There's this big long line. Eventually get to this table to go fucking talk to Danny DeVito and get him to sign something. He's blackout drunk. Because he's sitting there <laughs> fucking drinking this lemon liqueur shit yeah. and just going, like, hey, how's it going? And signing shit for people. And so she's like, can you sign my magazine? And he does not understand that she isn't the chick in the magazine. So she has this fucking signed <laughs> magazine that says like, Eddie, great fucking job. Great tits, oh, you no. know? Eddie <laughs> DeVito. Great tits. Yeah. It's so oh fucking God. good. She's got this picture with him and shit. It's so funny. So here's my point. Danny DeVito fucking rules. Cool person, yeah. clearly. The rest of the people in that show, like as much as I like the show and I like their characters that and stuff. Lennon dude, Thomas bad Lennon dude. Thomas Lennon. Pete Buttigieg guy. Carlos Alzaraki yeah. is a fucking Gusano. Yeah. He's, he's like, <laughs> dude, I saw a fucking Dave. The Anthony women I think might be good. Well, Nisi might be a little bit liberal side, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but ultimately, though, the narrative that they're presenting. So, because it's different. Well, I don't know. Like, this might be one of those situations where the separating the reality from the character or whatever worked out in comedy because they're so committed to their, I'm just going to be a comedic actor and, like, do this physical comedy and all this shit that I do, that they didn't consider the political message of what Reno 911 does. But I don't disagree with Omar. Like, I guess I agree with Omar that overall... Reno 911 is anti propaganda, right? Because it is consistently like the the worldview of that show is it's not weird that these guys are fuck ups. It's all cops are fuck ups. Yeah, it's like built into the system. Yeah, exactly. And so it it, it to me it was actually strange to later learn that Lennon and them were like like had bad politics because I would have expected better because of what Reno 911 was. Yeah. You know? And it is different than a good place because Reno 911 wasn't moralizing for you what you should be and how how society should be. Like its only point literally was cops are fuck ups. <laughs> like there was no like think Swordson like every character was about how cops are fuck ups. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it is possibly the most leftist cop show that has ever been made.